Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And I'm Anya. And we are here on July 27th. We're going to be chatting about movies from July 28th to August 3rd, 2017. Man, I can't believe we're into August already. We're going to blink, and it's going to be Halloween, and we're going to blink again, and it's going to be Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And we were joking right before we started rolling that we're just going to talk about Anya's dating life on this podcast. (laughs) 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 We're We're going to get a new demographic. We're going to go... Out of the, uh, the the movie section on podcasts and go over to... Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan, is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> just do that. I won't actually do that to you, but it's always funny when I chat with yourself or, or anybody who's in the dating life. The number one great thing about marriage, besides for all the, you know, loving my wife, is I swear is just like, oh, we don't have to go on dates anymore. And we still go out, we still do things, yeah. but just that, like... Meeting someone new, that horrible uncomfortableness of a first date. Like, if you luck out, things go well. But if Gwen ever left me, I'd be sad. But the number one thing I'd be sad about would be like, oh, I gotta go back to dating now. That'd be it. <laughs> That'd be. And because I just missed out on modern technology of dating by like six months. Like, mm-hmm. Gwen and I became a real couple. And like a week later on Conan O'Brien, they were making jokes about Tinder and stuff like that. Okay. So that's alien to me. That, that, yeah. that's, that's like. You're not missing out. No, no. <laughs> Every, every time I see somebody talk about it, I just can't wrap my old man brain around it. Yeah. It's interesting. You meet interesting people. Do you get to bring them here? Have you brought them to movies? Uh, no, this is a special place. They need to yeah. earn the privilege <laughs> yeah. to come here. This I is a third or fourth date place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. I brought one guy here once when I was... Was I eighteen? Yeah, and he just ruined it. And I was there, and I was like, "I'm never bringing a guy back here ever again unless they're like I'm solid yeah. with them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, and oh, it was just horrible. No, it's true. You don't want to bring somebody. <laughs> you don't want to bring somebody who you might not want to ever see again to a place you not only work at but like spending time at. You know, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would feel the same way about. I don't know, bringing him to, you know, a restaurant I go to a lot. There's that, there's that fine line, right? You're like, oh no, if I introduce them yeah. to this place, they might come back. Well, that's it. I don't want to bring someone here. They fall in love with the place and I have to see them all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, it's, it's bad, but all of our friends at, like, House of Targ, everyone would be like, no, don't bring anybody to any of Yeah. Well, yeah, you try to go to a neutral place. That, like, if it works out, awesome. If not, not the end of the we're, world. We're like a strip club. The rule is don't bring your your yeah. boyfriend or your girlfriend in. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. We tell it to people in the first interview. <laughs> We're just like a strip club. Don't bring anybody here. Let's go ahead and get on topic since if not we'll just talk about Anya's dating life for half an hour. I could go on for half an hour. Could go on, yeah. <laughs> it's like you said, it's like if they if they listen, then you're gonna get a text or a call. Oh, if they say, listen, I'm I'm dead, I'm toast, but I always I think that about just like celebrity folk, right? Like stranger things have happened. And I'm just waiting for one day Lee or Ian are going to be trashing Kevin Smith and then we're going to get like a tweet from Kevin Smith and I'll be like, no, I think you're cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's that dangerous thing where people forget that people listen to the internet or especially yeah. if you tag somebody, somebody will be like, oh, I agree. And they'll tag somebody and mention the podcast. It's like, no, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be negative about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I missed a movie last. It's so funny. Even when you work here, you miss movies. So last week I missed The Bad Batch which I really wanted to see. So this week we have a couple of holdovers, which is good. So we have Beatrix... Beatri- is it Beatrice or Beatrice? Beatrice? I forget. I think it's... I'm Frenchy. Yeah. Oh, Beatrice. Beatrice. Beatrice at dinner. I was about to say four, but that was wrong. That's our fourth week we're holding that over four, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I can't believe it's been here a month already. But it shows you how a little movie like that might not necessarily get a big multiplex push can come here mm-hmm. and stay for a month. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty impressive. And, you know, we're, we're not holding it over just because we like it. We're holding it over because it's doing well for us. So yeah. that's a really good movie if you haven't seen it yet. It's, it's almost like a play. It could all take place in a room. In the context of the movie, they do a bit of walking around outside or going into the kitchen. But if you wanted to, you could really make it a play of just people sitting around a table. And John Lithgow's a Trump-type guy. And he is just arguing with a immigrant, nice, modern-day woman. And that's kind of where the conflict happens. Very well done. And John Lithgow is just... Whether he's doing a sitcom or playing a villain or Mm -hmm. doing a kid's album, he's just talented everywhere. So that's a good one. So your fourth week chance to come see that. We're also holding over The Beguiled. Have you guys seen that yet? Yep. You saw that. I want to see that. It is quite good. Sofia Coppola. It's always interesting because people kind of bemoan remakes, but this is a remake mm-hmm. of a Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood movie. Well, it's also a novel. Yes. Uh, and then Clint Eastwood made it in 1971 with director Don Siegel, who did Dirty Harry. And uh, yeah, this is a remake of that. And it's so crazy because it's very much not a Dirty Harry-esque movie. No. It's not a guns a No. No, not at all. Catchphrase. It's like of... a psychological... Oh, kind of a, not really, a sort of a thriller, I guess. Not, yeah. Th- I wouldn't call it a thriller, but... And I heard, too, that the book's out of print. There's tension. Which is... Oh, really? Yeah, which is weird, because you think if they're putting out a remake... Yeah, they they Somebody would be it. like, put it back in print, because people will buy it. You always see that of the most mainstream stuff, like a John Grisham movie or a Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. They always put it back out. But yeah, I was reading that it's, it's very hard to find. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A lot of great actresses in that one. Nicole Kidman and Elle Fanning and Kristen Dunst. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's unfair to say in the Clint Eastwood role, but it's Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. In the Clint Eastwood role. Yeah. <laughs> so we have that for this week. That's a movie that's getting a bit of early Oscar buzz for Sophia. She won the... Best director at the Cannes Film Festival, yeah. Which so is, she'll probably get a, an Oscar nomination. She, if she doesn't, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She deserves... She's great, but that was the first woman in a hundred years of the Cannes Film Festival to win that award. Mm-hmm. So that's bad and impressive. <laughs> bad that didn't happen <laughs> earlier, but impressive. So the, another female-centric film we have is Certain Women, which is I know nothing about, uh, but I've been reading a bit about it. That it's it's an, like three different. It's like it's uh, an anthology, these, right? Yeah, uh, like three or four stories about the experiences of certain women. <laughs> yes. So it's Michelle Williams, Laura Dern, who I like a lot, yeah, and Kristen Stewart, who's. Kind of infamous from kind the of Twilight indie, Yeah, now she's sort of an indie it girl now. I'm really impressed with that because there's no shame in getting a gig like being in Twilight. Because I'm sure it was a nice paycheck. She probably has a couple of bucks in the bank now and can get her agents off her back and go, I'm going to go to this little movie that nobody's going to see. And that's really all she's done post-Twilight is a bunch of little independent films. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I like anthologies. And is it present day? I think it's present day anthology. Yeah. And it's... It got a lot of praise for... There's another actress in it, kind of the the unbilled actress. She's a little... Lily Goldstone? Yeah. That's her name, I believe. Gladstone? Goldstone? I think it's Goldstone. She got a couple of awards at some film fests. Okay. And so it's it's funny, although the other three names are the ones that they're getting out there to get the buzz. She's the one who's won a couple of awards. So that's the another one this week. Then we also have Wolf Warrior 2 is an Ottawa premiere. Chinese action extravaganza. 
I've never seen Wolf Warrior 1. No, me neither. I don't think we even showed the first one. <laughs> but I assume you can just jump into this. Uh, I think it's just a big... Oh, yeah. It doesn't look very plot-heavy. No. I think it's a big, guns a action movie. It's great that we get these Chinese films, that we have this opportunity. It's really something that, kind of in the age of film, would have been nigh impossible because it would have meant, you know, shipping a couple of reels of film from China. And now mm-hmm. these things are kind of getting a little bit better distribution and... and You've seen it just in our schedule that we've had a lot more international stuff in the last little while. So yeah, so don't be worried if you haven't seen Wolf Warrior 1, because I'm sure you're just coming to see the cool explosions and stuff, and I think you'll be able to follow it. We also have another Ottawa premiere that I'm really glad we got called Little Hours. Yes. (laughs) This movie looks great. I haven't seen the trailer for it, and I don't really want to. Yeah, cause... I've seen a little bit of the trailer. I, actually, what I've seen is... I'm worried they're going to spoil some Oh, I'm sure. ...some good uh, gags. But it looks amazing. It looks amazing. It's like... If uh, you're open-minded and have a very liberal attitude and not too religious, like, it yeah. seems amazing. Yeah, because on the poster, it uh, they put a quote from the Catholic Church saying, this is pure. This movie's pure trash. Which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the poster has... A legitimate quote, another legitimate quote, and then an actual one from the Catholic Church <laughs> saying that it's trash. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of avoided the trailers as well. Comedy's the worst for that is they'll give three or four big comedy moments in the trailer. Yeah. So even I saw um, Aubrey Plaza on, I think, like Colbert or Conan, and they showed a clip, and I kind of, you know, look away for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's a, a period, a comedic period piece, which is kind of rare, about uh, a young man who's on the run, takes refuge in uh, a church, a nunnery, and I think it's a very R-rated comedy from that point. <laughs> oh yes, it looks extremely <laughs> R-rated. I don't know what it's rated yet, I think it's still under the... It's 14A. Oh, is it 14A? Oh, it, that, based that, on the trailer, it should be R, but... That shows you the difference of Canada and the States. Anya and I were just chatting because she's headed down to the States... And in Canada, you can drink. In the States, you cannot drink. Yeah. And that's like a lot of things where if it's R-rated in the States, it's often 14 here. Yeah. Which is almost across the board. It's never the other way around. This movie has a crazy cast. Alison Breeze in it. Aubrey Plaza. Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman. Dave Franco. Kate McCucci, who's in this really great comedy band called yeah. Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, they're really right, funny. Love. So it's this amazing cast in this little movie I think this one is Aubrey Plaza's first... I think this one is under her production banner. So she's doing a bunch of... She's producing now. She has another movie coming up called Ingrid Ingrid Goes West. Yes, which is on our radar, which is circling. So, so yeah, so come out to see that. Come support this movie because, you know, we always like selling tickets, but this is a nice little independent movie that can use your money. So And it looks incredibly entertaining. Oh, it's going to be good. I think. And, And this... I find comedy and horror movies... The two often opposite ends of the spectrum are the best to see in a movie theater Mm -hmm. because you're with a bunch of people. Laughter is infectious the same way that being scared is. So if you're watching a scary movie and somebody screams in the crowd, you can kind of feel that. Or if somebody laughs, it breeds more laughter. I find if you watch a really funny movie at home, you might lose something. You might not kind of be as into it. So looking forward to seeing this one with a crowd. That's starting Saturday the 29th. I'm going to come try to see that on a good Saturday night film. Speaking of Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night cinema is back this Saturday at 11 p.m. with a movie that you have to see if 
Well, we can't tell you what it is. Can't tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. We assure you, as always, that it is it is worth coming out to see. It's yes. a masterpiece. It's probably one of the best films we'll ever show at Saturday Night Cinema. Yeah. It's free if you're a member. Otherwise, you just pay $10 for a membership, and it's free admission for the show. Don't miss it. And there's always confusion about this, but it's for members only, but you can just buy a membership card when you walk in the door for $10. Then you come into the club. It's like a, it's yeah. a, it's like a secret movie club. And if for some reason you never want to come back again, $10 is the same as our non-member price, so it's, it's the same. It, it balances out, but you're going to want to come. And these... Saturday Night Cinema has really been heartening because people are coming out to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just pulling teeth getting people to come out to kind of retro films or classic films. So we just don't tell you what it we is. We don't tell you what it is and it works. And people come out. We screened uh, the Muppet movie last weekend and it wasn't empty, but it wasn't crazily well mm -hmm. attended. And it always breaks my heart a little bit because social media lies to you because you can make a post and like 150 people can give it a smiley face or say they're going to come or they're going to bring a big crowd and then nobody comes yeah. <laughs> and so when you do come to this kind of stuff it helps us give it the excuse to play it more to get in more of these kind of films so Saturday Night Cinema it went away for a little while yeah yeah for a while and then we after after we went through the little porno fit 70s yeah, porn phase yeah. that we went through we got that out of our system and then we returned to doing uh Movies where well we still do kind of naughty stuff and but. because we ran out of film but now yeah we're we still ran out of stuff we digitally. ran out of triple X films yeah we're back to the genre stuff that's like the number one question that Anne one of our super fans Brad and Anne will be is Saturday Night Cinema a porno tonight and yeah because like, they, no, no. they don't want to watch porno <laughs> Lee, Lee said a couple of times he was like doing a little introduction and he'd say we're showing whatever and he would just see Anne kind of politely get up put on her coat yeah. <laughs> walk out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, she'll stay for a weird old western or horror film, but yeah, she's not going to stay for that. But yeah, I've, I've asked Lee about a couple of Saturday Night Cinema wishes, and it's really this fine line because more and more now, it's a blessing for us because we're showing more and more movies that might have been under the Saturday Night Cinema banner not too long ago. Mm -hmm. But now because of people like Agfa, they're just releasing these movies, and we're getting to show stuff like Zodiac Killer or like, what's the Christopher Lee movie, Raw Meat, that we have coming mm -hmm. up. Those are all stuff that kind of would have been Saturday Night Cinema. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now we're just getting to show them normally. So it's, it's really usually we're showing something that you can't see because it's out of distribution or it's not even available in North America on Blu-ray or something like that. Yeah, I just found out today what we're playing. It's a rarity where I found out today what we're playing. Mm -hmm. And it is indeed a classic that you'll want to see on you'll the big screen. You'll want to see on the big screen, especially if you've never seen it. I've never yeah. seen it on the big screen. What? Yeah, What's that? <laughs> Another note is just to mark your calendars. I know it's way ahead of time, but for September 30th, it's going to be an extremely special Saturday Night oh, Cinema. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one. Mark your calendars. You do not want to miss that one. It's a very special episode of Saturday Night Cinema. Is that the one that I, I think we So is this Saturday, yes. I, I would consider, but, but the, that so one, the next can, two months. Is that the one that we're showing on film? It uh, is the one that yeah, we're showing on film. Okay, so we can say that. Film. So for you film nerds who always bother us lovingly, we know, every time we put on a retro movie, whether it be Muppet Movie or Zodiac Killer, and you say, is it on film? And we say, no, we would tell you if it's on film. So the next Saturday Night Cinema for... September. September. Oh, so two away. So still yeah. a little while away. Will be a very rare 35 millimeter presentation of a super classic nerd movie that you're going to want to see. That's all we'll say. If we say too much, you'll figure out what it is. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's good. I came to see Saturday Night Cinema for the last film presentation a few months ago. Mm. Yeah, usually Saturday Night Cinema is past my bedtime, but I've been trying to come to see them more because they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do come out to see that. But also, a Saturday Night Cinema-esque film. This week we have Effects. Another film from the American genre film archive. Our buddies, our best friends. We've screened everything they've offered, I think, in the last little while. And there's more to come. More to come, yeah. And so Effects is a made-for-spare-change horror film done on the heels of... What? When would it have been done in Pittsburgh time? Uh, like late 70s, I think. It's it's most of the crew from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. People who've worked with George Romero. So yeah. Tom Savini is in it. Joe Pilato, who played the evil colonel in uh, Day of the Dead, is in it. Yeah. And uh, the composer of uh, Creepshow and Day of the Dead is in it in a lead role. Yeah, so it's it's linked to George Romero in that way. It's like a low-budget... It's about a film crew making a horror film, and uh, it may turn out to be a snuff film. It's like a horror film within a horror film. Right. It never got released. Yeah, like, hardly... Like, not on It was shot in, like, like 1979, Um, It never got a theatrical release or a VHS release. Synapse Films did a DVD release of it a few years ago, and that was its debut, pretty much. Right. And now Agfa has made a 4K restoration of the original negatives, I guess, from the original negatives. Yeah. And so technically it's a it's an Ottawa or Canadian premiere. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of that till later, but I kind of tagged the poster with, you know, Agfa reissue and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But I'm like, yeah, this is like not only an Ottawa premiere, but it's probably a Canadian premiere because yeah. probably the only time it screened theatrically. Well, I, think, I think we're the only Canadian cinema booking with them. Yes. I think. And it's... It probably screened in like Pittsburgh thirty five years Maybe, ago, but it, it never it never it pretty much is a lost movie. Yeah, that's the best part about this Agfa revolution is is they're unearthing all these mm-hmm. little geeky gems. Yeah, and yeah, and so on top, so you'll get a couple chances to see effects this week, Friday, yeah. July twenty eighth at eleven thirty, and Sunday, July thirtieth at eight thirty five p.m. Yeah, if you want to. That's an earlier show. That's when I'm going to go. Because Friday night, if that's past your bedtime, come see it on Thursday. But I'll probably be here for the Friday night. Yeah, and then from them, we have five Japanese biker girl gang movies coming up. Stray Cat uh, Blues? Stray Cat, Cat Rock. Rock, yeah. <laughs> Which it probably doesn't mean anything. But yeah, we have that coming up. We have our Jalo Fest, three late 60s, early 70s. Italian horror films mm-hmm. and then what was it do we have another one from no but we have more coming it's probably more coming yeah Lee hasn't even said yet but he has said that that there's an embarrassment of riches coming from them and so we'll have a lot of cool Halloween stuff yeah but then we kind of play that kind of stuff all the time so we'll just have it mm-hmm. elsewhere but within the confines of our Halloween month that we always do we'll probably have a lot of cool Agfa stuff and yeah and, and we're the only people screening it in Canada which is crazy and I think it's because we had a relationship with Alamo Drafthouse, and that's kind of their big brother down in the States and in Texas where they're doing all their stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of hopped on that bandwagon, and yep. it's great. So, And if you want, you can donate. Uh, they're a non-for-profit. You can donate money to them if you're yes. uh, a big champion of uh, lost film and 35 millimeter and genre exploitation films. It's uh, 
believe it's agfa.com. Yeah, you'll if you Google them, you'll find them. Um, I, there should be a link if if you subscribe to our newsletter. There's a link to their site. You can uh, you can donate them some some scratch or go buy a shirt. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go buy a shirt. Oh, they have shirts. They have shirts. Oh, yeah. I gotta get one of those. Though. It'll cost you a fortune with the shipping and handling, yeah. but it'll be a forty dollars shirt. But it's uh, it's going to a good cause. So oh, I'd love to get it's one of those. Two day shipping. <laughs> Ship it to wherever I am in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I'm, I'm going down. She's to got this. a date in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, date with my favorite singers. U.S. Tinder. Are you going to (laughs) go... Were we talking about, were you looking for theaters to check out while you're down there? That's what I'm going to do. So, I don't know, I might do my own little version of Mayfair on the Road. Do it, yeah. take pictures of all the old theaters, because especially in that area, because I'm going to be doing... There's maybe one in Buffalo, but there's a couple in Cleveland, a few in Pittsburgh, and a few in between those two cities, so... And there's, like, historic theaters that actually have, like, tours and t-shirts and pins and stuff. So oh, cool. totally going to do that. You should drop them an email and say, I'm the manager of this theater in Ottawa. Can I come visit? I have admitted I have done that before. And you get a free movie out of it. <laughs> because, hey, yeah, nice. a lot of times, like, and vice versa, too. Like, if somebody was visiting town from Los Angeles and we're like, we work at a Mayfair-type theater in Los Angeles, you know? It kind of, yeah. we're all in the same brotherhood, the sisterhood of this independent movie theater world which there's not very many of us but yeah yeah i'm going to nashville to go see mystery science theater oh that'll be fun oh it's gonna be so good and we didn't pick to go to nashville but basically it was the mathematical crossover of gwen has a real job so her time off from work versus a city that's not too far away because it'd be really expensive to go to seattle or vancouver yeah. So Nashville, it's not a long flight at all. It's only like no. three hours. It's way closer than I thought it two was. Two and a half hours. And it's a cool city. Weren't you in Nashville? Yep. Yeah. I so, went last summer. So we're going to go and, you know, see some of the sites, but go see Mystery Science Theater. But I forget the name, but there's a Mayfair-type theater down there. And we're just missing it. But right before we're there, they're screening a 35-millimeter print of Stop Making Sense, which is one of my favorite movies. And then right after we're there, the Rift Tracks guys, who are Mystery Science Theater alum, are there doing a live show but it's like a week and a half later uh, but we're gonna try to go drop by that theater and check it out because I think it's like the Mayfair but bigger I think yeah, it's I like I think they were when I was there they were closed they they were closed and doing renovations okay, and doing a yeah. reopen or something like that yeah but they look to mistaken. be like us but a bit bigger doing live shows doing 35mm so I'm gonna drop them an email and say hi I'm from this theater and can I drop by and say hello and check out your projection booth and stuff you know because you know, projections always love showing off that kind of stuff, and it's always fun to to go check out that kind of thing. And and it really is sadly a dying art form to find a single house movie. It used to be every town you would go to would have one. Yeah. But now there's not that many left, so fun yeah. to visit. Yeah, especially big cities. Yeah. One guy that I went on a date with, he came from a town and didn't even have a movie theater. What? Or a, <laughs> or a grocery store? Or a grocery store? Burned down. He said. But yeah. Yeah, it broke down. Not a big deal. <laughs> Suspicious. Did, I know. Do you know where he was when this grocery store burned down? I didn't ask too many questions. I just left. But <laughs> just right then? Just like, <laughs> I'm uh, going to the washroom. He <laughs> just never return. No, it was actually even more awful because, anyway, I really hope he doesn't listen to this. Oh, I, I want to I get How it. can he? he? Like, he, they don't even have a grocery store. He probably <laughs> <not> <laughs> oh, but it was like... I was stuck 
sitting with them because we had to watch that light show in Parliament Hill. Oh, okay, right, yeah. And yeah. This, this all happened, I was just like, oh, this is just not going to happen. But I wasn't going to just leave and not look at the light show. So anyway, I watched the light show and then Mark from Rocky Horror saw me and started <laughs> oh, yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, this is just cringy. And That's awesome. Anyway, uh, I forget where I was going with this, but... That dating is horrible. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when when going on dates, come to the Mayfair Theater, <laughs> unless you work here. Yeah, <laughs> unless you work here, I always forget about. Uh, what else? I'll quickly mention. I think we mentioned this before. I'm not sure, but uh, speaking of 35 millimeter, on August 9th and 10th, we have a 35 millimeter presentation of Hard Boiled, which is a true rarity. That's, that's pretty cool. John Woo. John Woo. Chow uh, Young Fat. I I don't want anyone to repeat this because I think it's illegal now. But in my youth, someone else may take credit for creating this because it could happen in other theaters. You know, this is before the internet. My friends and I got a bunch of cap guns and came to the Mayfair and watched Hard Boiled. So 25 years ago, we were like, you know, 14 and shot cap guns at the screen every time there was an action scene. Mm. So there was a dozen of us up in the balcony doing that. Nobody came and told us to stop. No one kicked us out. And we have this kind of I told Ian that Ian brought it up and he said I remember there was crazy people who did that and I said well I don't want to take credit for sure because somebody else might have done it as well but I'm pretty sure my friends and I invented that and he called me a hero so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so don't do that now because genuinely I think somebody might have cops show up or something we live in a very different world now yeah it's a fun movie to see on the big screen 35 millimeter might never happen again so that's a movie we have coming up and then we have an animation fest coming up uh, starting September 1st. I think we'll have that for a couple days. That looks really great. A bunch of short films. The animation show of shows is yeah. the title, I believe. Yes, you're right. Yeah. We have, for something, if you're not into horror films and shooting guns at the screen, we're still showing a lot of great documentaries like The Last Dalai Lama. Starring the Dalai Lama. Starring the Dalai Lama, who is hilarious. <laughs> I saw my John Oliver. Funny guy. And uh, a movie called Trophy, about trophy hunting, a documentary, which I I admit I really want to see, but I might not have the stomach for. I don't know. So that's a really acclaimed documentary we have coming up. And then kind of our first official Halloween month booking is a, uh, a Bill Nye, always not the science guy, the actor, is in a movie called The Limehouse Gollum, which is a gothic Jack the Ripper British kind of horror film. Mm-hmm. So we have that uh, booked for October Is it Bill 13th. Nighy? Is he Bill Nighy? That would make it easier. Yeah. I've heard people just call him Bill Nye. I don't okay. know. The internet will know. Bill Nighy. But every time I hear it... Well, this, course, the, the British actor who I believe was in like Love Actually. Love Actually, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. The Pipes of the Caribbean, uh, at least one of those movies. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. The, the trailer looks cool. It's good old-fashioned gothic murder mystery horror. So that'll be on Friday the 13th, which... Man, there's a Friday the 13th in October, which means... You know, I don't want to guarantee it yet, but there will very likely be a Friday the 13th movie playing at midnight on that night, or 11 p.m., hopefully. You can start asking us now, but yeah, we know that's there. Maybe we'll wrap this up. I think these guys have to get back to work. We're multitasking this during the show. We're going to mention that our Uber Eats has actually been working, which is great. Last time I worked was on the weekend and sent out a round of a couple of popcorns and a couple of drinks, and it actually people are doing it, which is, I admit... You know, this is Anya's great idea. I'm too cheap. I would have been like, that's nice crazy talk. <laughs> and Eric told me, I might be getting this wrong, but Eric told me that somebody, some pothead out there, some lovely pothead <laughs> out there, ordered like four chocolate bars. And so ordered four <laughs> chocolate bars, paid the $5 service fee, and said the uh, the lady who was driving the car showed up and was kind of, one, 
confused at what she was doing in a movie theater. And two, when he handed over a bag of chocolate bars, <laughs> it's like, okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, you guys have been busy with it too, I guess, right? Whenever you're working, at least once a night yeah. or so. Yeah, like, and um, it was because our opening hours are just like standardized. Like I couldn't adjust them depending on which day. Oh, right. And last Sunday, Sarah and I were working and it was Matt that actually mentioned this to me was it's Game of Thrones night is Sunday night. Game of Thrones starts at nine. Our last movie of the day started at eight. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Sarah, like we're going to have to keep Candy Bar open because we're going to get orders. And sure enough, we did get like, we got three orders at a time. That's hilarious. So yeah, I forget which movie we were playing, but the movie that we were playing that night is not the type of movie that the Game of Thrones crowd would yeah, see. Yeah, it was like so, a grown-up movie. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it was it was great because then the people, I was just picturing them watching their Game of Thrones and getting their snacks delivered to their place, so. And it is, it's this weird line where we don't want to encourage you to stay home, but if but, you're going to. <laughs> yeah, and we know, of course, you're not going to be here seven nights a week because even like this week, you maybe have already seen Beguiled and Beatrice at dinner, or, you know, effects is too scary for you, which, you know, so there's going to be times you're not going to be here every night. So now you can get popcorn sent to your house. Yeah. What a crazy world we live in. <laughs> yeah. And it's good, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting um, getting the flyers out there because we, we staple a flyer to the delivery bag. Some people have gotten some little bonus prizes of a couple free passes every once in a while. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's fun. It's cool. Be sure to check that out on your nights at home. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to come back here and watch Crimes and Misdemeanors, mm-hmm. our tribute film to Martin uh, Landau. the great Martin Landau. And uh, so Gwen and I are going to go and eat some pierogies and then come here and watch a movie. And so that's kind of the, the best one-two punch here in town is either either go to Targ, eat pierogies and come here, or go to Panago, eat a little bit of pizza and come here, go visit our friends. And um, yeah, like I mentioned last week, uh, House of Targ got in Batman Forever, which is the most early 90s nostalgic, <laughs> like neon colored and just the actors in it, you're like, oh, Val Kilmer could lead a movie. Jim Carrey could be the lead villain in a movie. Nicole Kidman is still around but doing independent stuff. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones is kind of semi-retired, I think. The world where Val Kilmer was the biggest movie star for a summer. <laughs> so go check out our friends at Target and come here and watch a movie. And uh, yeah, I'll let these guys get back to work. And yeah, so I'll get the podcast up Friday morning because I'm going to be busy watching a movie tonight. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time you come visit the Mayfair. See you later. See ya. And we are done. Am I right? Am I wrong? You may say to yourself, 